1986, Natalie Purdy suffered a domestic violent act that nearly took her out. But she's still here, and she's here today on Babby's House to tell her story and the great ministry that God is birthing in her life and in her ministry. Today you'll meet Natalie Purdy here on Babby's House. Stay tuned. Babby's House is coming to you right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Babby's House. Thank you so very much for joining me. I'm so happy that you're with me here today. You know, uh, almost 12 million people annually suffer an, a, an act of domestic violence. And today's guest, Natalie Purdy, has been a victim of domestic violence that literally took her out. You're going to hear the details of her story. But you know what the enemy meant to destroy her, God is using this, this, this incident in her life to birth a ministry that will help to educate and prevent other domestic acts against the lives of others. You're going to meet Natalie Purdy in just a little bit and hear her victorious, overcoming story of what God is doing in her life. And right now, I want to sing a song that I love. It's a song that reminds us that when we pray, God answers. It's a song called Pray. You can learn it and even sing it with me.
Welcome back to the show. Natalie Purdy is my guest today, and she has a powerful story of how God literally saved her life uh, against an act of domestic violence. And this incident happened in 1986, and literally it should have taken her out, but God had a plan. God has a plan to prosper us, a plan to give us a hope and a future. And he is certainly doing that in Natalie Purdy's life. I want you to meet her right now. Natalie, I'm happy to have you on the show, my friend. Thank you for being here. I'm so happy to be here. Amen. Be, yes. To be here literally. Yes. Amen. I want you to tell a, a little bit about your story in this segment. Uh, you were a victim of domestic abuse, yeah. uh, a domestic, a really domestic violent act was taken out on your life and, and the perpetrator meant to kill you. Yes. But God spared your life. Tell us about that day in 1986. Yes. Um, so it was a Sunday. I remember that. And this was one Sunday I didn't go to church. And I was dating, um, I was dating a guy. We had been dating for a couple of months and it started to get serious. But in the very beginning, I told him I didn't want to be serious. I was too young. But we were still dating, seeing each other more and more every day. He would actually drive me to church sometimes, or he would pick me up so I wouldn't have to walk because it was a good amount of blocks. But this one particular Sunday, I didn't go to church, and he had been calling and calling. So he called me and he said, where were you? You didn't go to church today. And so that just didn't feel right with me. and. He had started showing some signs of control, of where, are, where were you, where are you going, where are you at? 
And this is typical in, in, in those kind of relationships, is a controlling element. Yes, and so this is the beginning of our controlling. You know, it was just getting to that point that I thought, this doesn't feel right. And he's moving too fast, which is another element of someone wanting to speed along the relationship, make it more rapid. And so he started mentioning marriage. And at first, when we talked about marriage, it was just when you get married, if you were to get married, what would you want? But now it was more of if we get married or when we get married. And that also, I, I wasn't comfortable with it. I didn't say no, but I didn't say yes. So he never proposed, but I saw that he was leading more and more towards that. So on that particular day, on that Sunday, when he called and he was like, well, where were you? And where were you last night? Because I had went out and he wanted to know exactly where was I and what was and the I the situation doing? escalated. Yes. So I, he said, well, I'm coming over. And that really should have been a red flag for me because he never told me he was coming over. He would ask if he could or if I could have company. Because keep in mind that at that time I was... I had just turned 18 the month. I was going to say, you were very young. Yes. So the time that we were really dating, I was 17. Just turned 18. And so I said, okay, though. I didn't resist. He said he was coming over, and I thought to myself, now is the time for me to tell him that he's moving too fast and that maybe we should either break up or take a break. I wasn't really sure, but I knew that I needed to slow the process down. So he came over. He came in the house. He, you know, he rang the doorbell. I answered the door. And he spoke to my grandmother. I was at her house at the time. So he spoke to her. And we proceeded to go into the den, which is where we would usually be. And so when we got in the den, he looked and he saw on the coffee table I was cutting out my senior pictures. So I had the list and everything. But I wanted to give him my undivided attention. So I moved the pictures over into the corner of the room on like, we had like a little bar. So I put it on the bar with the, with the list and everything. And so we started talking and I started telling him why I thought that we needed to slow it down or break up, that I was too young, I was too young to move in, too young to get married. I hadn't done anything that I wanted to do yet. I, you know, I planned to go to college and continue to pursue my dance career, mm -hmm. and that a marriage just wasn't going to work. And he kept saying, but why, Natalie, I love you. And we went over this for a couple of hours, not just one hour, like a few hours. And finally, I started looking at the clock, and I started thinking, wow, it's getting late. And my curfew, even to have company, it's time for you to go. So he said, OK. So I so, said, well, maybe we'll talk tomorrow, or maybe we won't. Maybe we should just take a break. I don't mm -hmm. know. And so I told him, I said, you know, we'll see. And he said, OK. And I proceeded to walk him to the door. And I thought to myself, well, let me make sure he's walking behind me. And I really believe that was the spirit telling me to turn around. So as I glanced over my shoulder, by the time I glanced, his hand was already in the air. And he had the scissors that I was cutting my pictures out. And he just started stabbing me. So the first 
few times that he actually contacted my body with the scissors, I was just in shock. And how many times did he stab you? Over 30 times. Over 30 times he mm -hmm. stabbed you. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this put you in the hospital. Yeah. What, what was the outcome of this act? So the outcome was more so internally than externally. During the attack of me trying to get away from him in the room, he fractured my skull. My and goodness. so from my fractured skull, I had a blood tumor on my brain, mm. which temporarily paralyzed my whole left side. It also paralyzed my eye muscles. So I was temporarily blind. It caused me, I had post-traumatic seizures. And I had to learn how to read, write, and walk again. And to this day, I always have migraines, just from all of the injuries. Yes. Well, praise God, you are here. Yes. You are still God. here. Yes. And I, I want to just kind of talk about some of the signs. Yes. Because there may be somebody who is watching, who is in a relationship and you know, the, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Yes. You know, and there's, we have this knowing yes. on the inside exactly. that something isn't right. Yes. And, and we have this intuition, mm -hmm. you know, that that controlling spirit yes. or the escalating of situations or the sudden violent outbursts, mm -hmm. you know, those are common traits in a domestic violence a domestic violence relationship Absolutely. or the, the victim, you know, might be abused and leave but come back. Yes. You know, talk about some of those signs. Yes. Because you're working in domestic violence um, um, prevention yes. and education today and we'll talk more about that in our second segment. Absolutely. But personally, what are some of the signs that you saw and some of the signs that you want our listeners, our viewers to be aware of? Absolutely. So in my case, which was different from your typical domestic violence. In my case, it was the opposite, actually. This, this man was very mannerable and always even, even-toned. Me being so young and not having the experience, I actually thought he's very calm, cool, and collective. I thought it was a sign of maturity. Um, to learn later, that's not a good thing because he, there was never any ups and downs. In a relationship, you should be able to agree to disagree. You may have an argument. As long as it's a healthy argument and both people respect each other, you don't have to agree on everything. And with him, he never got angry. I never saw him mad. I never saw him upset. I never saw him sad. I very rarely saw him like really happy. He may be a little happy, but not a lot. Sure. And so all of his emotions, he was keeping it in and it was festering. So in, your, in the work that you do with other domestic, vi uh, domestic uh, violence victims, mm -hmm. what are some of the common signs? So the common signs are, which I experienced, but I didn't know, was, I thought that he always wanted to be with me. I thought, oh, this is a good relationship. He really likes me. He wants to be with me all the time. But that was his way of controlling me. And so in 
typically in domestic violence, you usually see that that person wants you all to themselves. I don't want you to have any friends. I don't want you to have any outside interests, which is what he was expressing to me. Doesn't matter that you're young and you're saying you want to go to college and you want to continue to dance and you want to be able to have your friends. You have me, that's all you should have. Mm. That's all you need. That's not healthy. In a relationship, you should be able to have your own friends, your own time, your own interests that could be separate from that relationship. Um, not someone who's always wanting to know where you are. Um, nowadays, you know, it's even more that we see it because we have social media. Mm -hmm. We have cell phones. Mm -hmm. You know, at that time, he didn't have a cell phone to contact me with, but he was calling the house, like, every half an hour. Sure. And when we come back after this break, we're going to talk more about the signs and also about the, um, the work that, you're, that has now been birthed, you know, this, this, this thing that the enemy used to try to take you out. Yes. You know, God is a God that turns, that allows that works all things together for good. Yeah. And he has certainly worked all things together for good in this situation because now you've birthed this, birthed this beautiful ministry. Yeah. And we're gonna talk more about that in just a little bit. Okay. But um, you're working with high schoolers. Yeah. Tell us the name, is, do you, does your ministry have a name? Yes, it's NAPA, National Association of Prevention and Awareness. And you work with kids? In, place. Yes. In, in kids in high school? Yes. Boys and girls? Yes. That's, that's beautiful. Yes. How do you, how do you um, place this God using, taking what the enemy meant to destroy you and turning, out, turning it out uh, together for good? How does that, what does that mean to you? That you mentioned uh, uh, Genesis chapter, what was the yes, chapter? Genesis 50, 20. And what man made for evil, God made for good to save those that are still alive among us. Amen. Yes. And he is certainly doing that in your life. We're going to hear more about that. Listen, after this break, we're going to talk more with Natalie Purdy and this beautiful ministry that God has birthed in her life. So after these messages, we'll be right back with more of Babby's House. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages. I am so glad you came back to Babby's house. My very special guest today is Natalie Purdy, and she has a wonderful ministry called Napa. She'll tell you more about that in just a moment. She was a victim of domestic abuse, and the Lord is taking uh, what the enemy meant to destroy her, and he is using it together to launch a powerful ministry. And uh, Natalie, thank you for being on the show. Tell us more about Napa. Yeah. Well, first of all, let me just say this, that the, you were telling me that there are 1.5 million high school students yeah. that are a year that are victims of domestic abuse. Yeah. And I'm sure that that is even heightened now with, with uh, social media. Yes. And the Lord has given you a vision for that age group. You were 18 years of age yeah. when this act against you was, was done. So tell us more about your ministry. Yes, yeah, so my ministry, um, it, we're still in the beginning stages. So right now I'm still with Promise Place which is a shelter for, for women and children, and that's in Fayetteville. Um, but Napa, we're focusing on not my child, because we found, I found personally, that every time that I speak, and I have a speaking engagement, people reach out to me. And it's usually a mother or father, or both, or sometimes it's a sister or a brother or a cousin or some family member that has someone in their family that's a young adult 
A lot of times I've reached people that have teenagers and they need help. They need me to speak to them, mm. for them to understand that they're not in a healthy relationship, mm. that it's dangerous, um, and how to get help and seek help for their children. So that's one of our primary focuses. And how do we get more information about NAPA, about the, uh, the curriculum, the work that you're doing in high school, and information about your ministry? Where can we get information? Yes, yes so you can reach me at Natalie Purdy at yahoo.com, um, and we also have a website that's coming up. And as far as teen dating violence and teaching it, and we teach it in middle school and high school through Promise Place. And so you can also reach out to Promise Place and we would be able to send. Is there a website available? Yes, um, it is www.promiseplace.org. Okay, very good. Well, we appreciate you coming by Babby's house today to tell your story. Thank, Thank you. God that you are here. Thank God that you are victorious. Thank you're an overcomer. Thank God that you're using your story and uh, your testimony to help and educate others and to help prevent more incidences of, domex of domestic violence. Thanks for coming this way. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. It's our joy. And thank you, dear friends, for watching Babby's House. Will you do me a favor today and reach out to me on my official website at babby.com? You can email me from the website or email me straight up at babby at babby.com. And let me know that you have seen today's show and that Natalie Purdy's story is a source of encouragement for you. I, I love getting your emails. I love meeting you when I'm out and about. Just the other day, I was in the, a local fast food restaurant just grabbing a a, a chicken sandwich and met somebody who watches Babby's house on a daily basis. Do you know how much that encourages me? Just to know that this show is impacting your life and encouraging your life. That means the world to me. Well, the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and give you peace. That is my prayer for you and yours today. Until the very next time we get together, may the Lord God bless you and yours real good. Bye-bye for now.